Uh, Daniel, are you playing the lotto? Are you trying to win $1.5 billion tonight? I think I would take the annuity, but no, I'm not playing the lotto. Yeah, have you (laughs) ever? (laughs) Ever in my life? Gosh, maybe once or twice. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of lotteries. You know, lotteries, Dave Barry, the comedy guy, used to say that they used the lottery to sort of, so that you were paying for stuff that the government had to pay for anyway, like schools, right? I, yeah. So I've, I've always been kind of down on it. I'm, I'm with you. That's why I don't even know how to use the app, quite frankly. <laughs> this is 720 WGN. That is the voice of Daniel DeVizze, and he is an American Trends reporter at The Hill. And there is an article out saying that America's white majority is aging out and that Gen Z will be the last generation of Americans with a white majority, according to census data. Gen Z and not Gen X, huh? That's right. I'm I'm in Gen X. And Gen Z, just by the numbers, is the last one where non-Hispanic whites make up just barely 50%. And if you look at Alpha, which is, you know, the kids, basically, that's the first group where it's like 40, what is it, 47.4% non-Hispanic white. So that's where, it's like the, like looking at tree rings, except in reverse. Like, so you're, if you imagine this group getting older 20 years from now, that's like the nation as a whole. And so it's kind of the future is in that generation. And what group will emerge as the majority? Well, it's the majority minority or the minority majority or whatever you want to call it. By, I think, 2045, the census says, uh, non-Hispanic whites will be less than 50% of everyone on the whole, on the average. And so then it becomes, you know, just all these different groups. And th- the question is why this matters, right? Um, and there's gr- there's people who've gotten into all sorts of political stuff about this. What I think is really interesting is the census itself has these really narrow categories. You have to be one thing. Or you don't have to, but most people identify as one race. And that's just so kind of reductive because there's so many people who might have grandparents of three or four different racial or ethnic groups. And who says that if, like, you have three non-Hispanic white grandparents and one who is something else, like Asian-American, Hispanic, or black, why why is that person not, like, white or multiracial, you know? But the census has this kind of reductive quality to it. And that's what the demographers I interviewed were talking about. And what's interesting is then what happens when you have to have a majority-owned business, a minority-owned business, to get a city contract or a state contract? How does that work when this takes over? Yeah, I don't know. But the, 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 the sort of the, the economists and demographers I talked to for this story and for other stories of this ilk kind of say that in the future, the census might have a totally different way of, of measuring uh, origins. They might say, okay, Check any of the any of the above, and there might be six or five or six or seven categories. One would be black, one would be Hispanic, one would be Asian American, so on. And then you could, within those categories, you could write down several different specific origins, like a country of origin, right? Um, and you could wind up choosing three or four or five different origins. And so it might be that in the future there might technically be a lot more quote unquote white than the census even is counting right now, because think of how many different people have you know, all these different racial groups in their, uh, you know, in their genetic makeup. And so if anything, we could be looking at a multi-racial, uh, multicultural future where th- that's what this one demographer told me is whites are going to be the largest group technically for a long, long time. Uh, but but there'll be mixed race people, right, who have white ancestry, black ancestry, all different ancestries. That And so 
the basic message from these uh, sociologists I talked to was people shouldn't freak out about this. It just shows we're becoming a more multicultural nation. Yeah, Daniel Dovazay is an American Trends reporter at The Hill. And what's interesting about this is who who really knows what we are? Yes, we have ancestry and everybody does those 23andMe tests and that kind of thing. But it's really oral history that this is based on. Yes, sometimes there is a difference in, in skin tone, which, you know, leads you to believe you are part of one minority or a majority. But if you are basing it on what your grandparents said or what country your grandparents came from, that's not always all that accurate. Yeah, yeah. And and the reason this is such a bigger deal moving forward is if you go back to like 1980, when I was a kid in Chicago, in 1980, uh, 80% of the nation was, quote unquote, non-Hispanic white, according to the census. And, and every other racial and ethnic group made up just 20%, which is where the term minority kind of comes from. But now, I mean, our, our nation is so much richer and so much more complicated racially and ethnically. And so these demographers I've spoken to say it's time for the census and for us as a nation to just have a much more complex understanding of race, basically. It's not just white, black, Hispanic, you know? Right, because isn't, aren't multiracial Americans a facet-growing category? Well, that's right. And, and if, you, if, you, if you take the two or more races group out of the census, because those are people who aren't any one thing, then um, the, this quote-unquote white percentage remains a majority for a lot longer. If you look at just white period, Hispanic period, black period, um, then whites remain in the majority for quite a bit longer. But I think this multiracial group is going to become huge and hugely important in the decades to come. And as I say, I think it'll be a multiracial definition of what it means to be American in, in, the, in, in the future decades. Oh, and right. one last thing that a point I make in the story is that for our economy to continue motoring, we have to have immigration. Uh, according to a uh, you know, uh, the statisticians who study this, we are going to depend on new immigrants coming into this country, most of whom are Hispanic, to have young people in America because young people need to fill all these jobs and basically pay into Medicare and Social Security. So that's kind of the bottom line, you know, going forward. And part of the story, too, is about the median age in America. It's the highest it's ever been. It, it, it's rising. And if you look just at the non-Hispanic white group, um, I think the median age is almost 45. And again, if, if, if we can't count on the white non-Hispanic population to power our economy because the birth rate is dropping, uh, the, the, you know, and that group's getting older and older. And again, the one group that saves us from like Japan's fate, Japan being stagnant, economically stagnant because they're getting so old. The thing that's saving us from that is immigration and young mostly Hispanic families coming into this country with working age people who can fill all these jobs. Uh, that's, that's the problem with our country. Demographically, we're getting older, and it, it takes immigrants to keep us young, basically, as a country. Thank you so much for joining us, Daniel. Oh, anytime. Thank you. And if you want to share our conversation, the one that I just had with Daniel, it'll be posted on WGNRadio.com if there's somebody you think is interested. Steve's News is next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.